Hi, my name is Elena and I'm welcoming you to my podcast about student life, the student's voice. Um, today we have the pleasure to speak to Daniel, currently a student in Global Nutrition and Health at VIA University College in Aarhus, Denmark. Welcome here. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. It's lovely to be here. Uh, so I'd like to start this conversation with a quotation about health from Winston Churchill. Healthy citizens are the greatest assets any country can have. What do you think about this quotation? Um, <laughs> I think it can mean many things and it can be deceiving maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, when I first heard it, um, I mentioned it to a friend and we found that it could be really easily criticized in the sense that healthy citizens is because do we want to use them? Do we want them to produce? And mm -hmm. why do we, do they need to be healthy necessarily? I think it's great that they're healthy, <laughs> but um, it didn't really seem like the best asset. For example, there's people that are mm -hmm. not healthy that are still incredibly useful to society. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I kind of disagree with it quite a little bit. However, I think there is some level of truth to uh, mm -hmm. how much we can give to others when we're healthy. Um, I have a bit of a worse story. There's a comedian that was explaining uh, an experience with, uh, I think it was LSD or ecstasy, some of these, one of these drugs. And he was explaining how he felt like he was overflowing with love. And when he was overflowing, he would give it to others. I think health is something similar. The more we have, the more we can actually start to look to the outside and give back to the community. And I think in that sense, he's completely right. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's talk a bit about yourself. Where are you from and what are you doing in this uh, university program? Well, I'm from Mexico. I was born in Mexico City. Uh, I moved a lot around Mexico. I actually, although I was born in Mexico City, I feel like I grew up in a city called Leon, Guanajuato. It's about four mm -hmm. hours away drive from Mexico City. Mm -hmm. uh, from there, then I had the pleasure to study my last two years of high school in New York. I was doing a scholarship for football. I was trying to be a professional at the time. It didn't really work out. <laughs> but, um, then, and then I came back to Mexico and I just felt like I needed a change. I didn't feel like I fit in anymore. And I didn't want to fit in either. I Mexico was not for me. Uh, and I wanted a few things like a challenge and also I missed some darkness where I ended up living my last year in Mexico. Was, it's called Merida. It's a city right along the coast right next to Cancun, about a three-hour way drive from Cancun. And it's super sunny, and it's about 42 degrees Celsius every day. So it's super mm -hmm. hot, super sunny, and I just miss having some rain or some days where I don't have to sweat all the time. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I was looking for a program that uh, could offer me first uh, to be able to study abroad, and second, mm -hmm. it would fulfill my desires of studying nutrition. Um, actually, my interest is in longevity. We can get into that later, but uh, nutrition was one of the bases that I thought I could find. And mm -hmm. I found two programs. One of them was in Amsterdam. The second one was here in Aarhus. And although I didn't get accepted my first year that I applied, the second one I did. And I just decided to take the opportunity and jump and go to basically half across the world to Denmark. And mm -hmm. I'm here studying. It's my fourth semester. 
Uh, I see, that's interesting. And what do you like in particular about these films? Um, I think this is where it gets tricky for me. I am interested in longevity and the way I see longevity is it's a mix between many different fields, right? So we have the yeah. nutrition part, how, how and what do we eat? Maybe also when and all these levers that we can pull in nutrition, uh, but we also have the psychology part. How do we manage stress? Do we feel good? Because, you know, although our lifespan might be really long, maybe we can manage to live 100 years if our health span is not good, if we're not enjoying it, if we're not happy, if we're suffering all the time, maybe our lifespan shouldn't be that long, or at least it wouldn't be enjoyable. Uh, so there's also the psychological part, also the physical part. Are we able to, for example, uh, pick up our grandchildren if we have some? Uh, can we move around? Do we need help all the time? Can we do groceries alone? Can we go up the stairs? Uh, all these things. So there's many different fields that uh, come into it. And that's what I'm interested in. Also, because I heard a lecture once from um, scientific uh, a scientist called Peter Atia. And he explains how there's many things in medicine, for example, that work from to solve a problem. You have the goal, so the objective. The strategy and the tactics with many things in medicine we go straight to the tactics right so you feel something and you go to the doctor doctor makes a diagnosis and mm -hmm. you get this prescribed a drug that's it there's no strategy you know the answer objective is to prevent or cure the illness and the tactic is to give an x cocktail of drugs you take it problem solved with longevity however it's different because we actually need a strategy. There's no drug we can take. There's no pill. There's no one thing we can do to live mm -hmm. longer and better. It's a mix of things. And it's also about being constant with all, all of those. If you brush your teeth only once a year, it's not enough. You have to do it every day, right? Mm -hmm. And so that was really interesting for me, something that I could apply not just to my lifestyle every day, but it was something that required of me to learn of a lot of things and use them every day. So mm -hmm. I thought it was really interesting after I was introduced to that perspective. And uh, mm -hmm. I thought psychology is something that I've studied for a long time on, on my own. And nutrition was something that I found harder to do, especially the biochemistry part. So as soon as I understood that that's where I wanted to go next, I found the program. And uh, well, that's why I'm studying nutrition now. Hopefully, maybe I'll take a master's, maybe I'll move mm -hmm. on to physiotherapy or something like that in the future to keep following that path. Uh, I see. That's interesting. Uh, what should everyone know oh, sorry, about? I hear you. Ah, it's okay. Now? Um, sorry, let me close the camera and put it back on. Uh, okay, it's okay now. <laughs> I can see you perfect. I just cannot hear you for some reason. Uh, there's something with the microphone. Yeah, I don't know if there is a problem. Can you hear me now or not? Okay. No? <laughs> no, I'm better now. Yeah, yes, it's perfect. Yes. Um, okay, what should everyone know about the field of study? About nutrition? Yes. Um, well, I think first it's... Uh, my program is not specifically nutrition. It's global nutrition and health, which is slightly different. But in general, both, I think what people miss about it, it's that they, we study many factors that affect 
how we eat and what we eat. It's not just food, it's not just biochemistry, it's the psychological part, the sociological part, the material conditions in which we live and they affect how we eat. And I think that's something that people miss. I think uh, it, it's important to know that when you get into this field, you're gonna learn a lot about what is food to humans and why do we eat what we eat and uh, how many things affect it and how it's actually not that simple. Even just the psychological part, it's not just, it's really hard, if not impossible to tell yourself how or what to do. Uh, it takes a little bit more work and I think that complicates the field quite a bit. Uh, what would you like to do later on? Literally, mean when I finish the bachelor, or? Uh, no, I I mean after you finish your studies. I am not sure. I have a set plan. I think, um, I don't want to make that decision at the moment because many things change all the time. Uh, I think we're in an increasingly more complex world. It's every year is more complicated. There's more things going on. It's changing faster. Also, the rate of change is faster mm -hmm. every year. Um, so I think if I make a really strict set plan, I'm going to be disappointed. And um, I, also, I'm just not going to be able to do it. Uh, so I don't have a clear idea yet. However, I do think first I... As of now, I don't see myself in Denmark, so I know that's something I want to change. I want to move elsewhere. Uh, I don't know exactly where. Um, one of the ideas that I have is I would like to go to New York, uh, where I studied high school. However, the working visa is not necessarily easy to get, uh, so I don't know how I would do that. But I would like to live in Denmark and probably keep studying. Uh, I would like to be a student for a long time, actually, so I hope I can do that <laughs> mm -hmm. uh do you speak danish if you live in denmark i do not i understand much more now after living here for a year but no i still don't speak it it's an incredibly hard language <laughs> <laughs> uh do you actually plan to learn to speak danish if you want to keep living in denmark uh, my plan is, yes, if things go as I have them planned right now, I will start studying Danish in August for my fifth semester. And regardless of if I stay or not, I think it's just the safest option for me to start to try to learn. And if I stay, great, I have language. If I don't, then great, I know another language. So it's a win-win. Mm -hmm. uh, are you passionate about research? Uh, I'm not. Sure, I think I would, yes, when it's good research, I really like to read interesting papers and people that are passionate about it and people explaining science and, mm -hmm. and the act of doing it. But I think it's also an incredibly uh, slow and disappointing field mostly. Uh, I have many friends that are scientists or uh, about to be scientists and the amount of uh, excitement and gain uh, at the end, for example, of a process of research, it's incredible but it's one in a thousand days. So I'm not sure I would like to do research myself. I think I enjoy people who communicate research and I enjoy reading it myself, but I, I also neglect uh, most of it just because I think there's more interesting stuff to read sometimes. <laughs> I see. Uh, what are your studying tips and tricks? What am I studying what, sorry? 
what are your studying tips and tricks? Uh, I'm gonna take a page from our health psychology classes. Uh, there's many things that affect what we do and how we do it. Uh, many of those are perception. Some others are the material conditions. And I would, I would advise people to take a look at how they are being conditioned, both by the environment they're in and by themselves, and to try to see which of those are easily manipulated so they could uh, become more efficient and optimize their performance in school. For example, maybe they need to optimize their sleep. Maybe they, with better sleep, they could have more, well, first the retention of what they learn would be better. Uh, so I will take a look at, at that, at all of those conditions, sleep, of course, eat well, all these things that I'm sure everybody hears, but, but I think there's plenty of those that, um, for example, a therapist would be very useful to, to look at. Why is it motivation that you're struggling with? Is it, uh, and why are you not motivated then? Or what kind of motivation do you have? Is it really what you want to study? Uh, I will take a look at all those things and see how you really perceive them and how that relates to your behavior. And then from those, see what you can change. Uh, and that, that would be it. Mm -hmm. uh, how does a normal day in your student life look like? Well, I, I think my student life is slightly different from what most people have just because of uh, my university. Uh, via University College is supposed to be a more interactive uh, and discussion-based uh, program in this case. So you have, you go to school and you have lectures most of the time, and then you're supposed to discuss in groups and there's a lot of sharing information. And because my program is international, there's plenty of cultures to learn from and to debate. Uh, however, I think for most people, as I understand, for example, my roommates or my housemates, um, although there is that part, they have many more classes and it's much more, uh, for example, they have more homework and they have uh, many more activities to do. I don't have that much. It's more up to me if I want to do the reading or not, or if I want to do some extra work or not. Uh, so I'm actually very free. Uh, and every week, is, every week is different. We have a different schedule every week. So that's also somewhat mm -hmm. exciting and troubling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, how do you relax? <laughs> I think with exercise, I'm... <laughs> I'm not sure if I relax exactly because I, th I think if people saw the workouts that I get to join, I'm, I'm training Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu at the moment and they are intense. Um, and well, it's fighting at the end of the day. So there's also the sparring at times. I don't think it looks relaxing, but I, I after that, I'm, I sleep like a baby. Uh, <laughs> I think that's what I like to do. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like um, you do something active. And I also think that if you do something active, you are going to sleep better than if you stay in and do nothing, like just reading or doing more indoor activities. Sure, completely agree. I think I think we just our days or our lives in general are better when we're active, whatever that might be. You know, go for a walk or sometimes cleaning can be intense so <laughs> what are we going to do move go ahead uh but do you which sport do you actually do just workouts or do you do something else uh well i used to play football at semi-professional level depending on who you ask it was complicated right now i'm doing 
uh, Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu. And sometimes I try to join the MMA classes. Uh, that's what I like to do. It's basically a combination of all martial arts, right? Uh, I'm just training right now with the beginners. I have just recently joined a, an advanced class, but I'm not competing at the moment. I, I just started training about a year ago. Uh, so it's early for me to compete, but I, I am very consistent with the training. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, that's really the only thing I do. I, it's just uh, classes, more tech classes, yeah. Uh, do you think that this is actually it is actually important to do something more active like trainings besides school or besides university? Yes, actually, we just had a class about this in our physical academy class last week because we also have that in our nutrition program, and the findings seem to um, point at the fact that physical activity is more important. The difference from exercise and physical activity first is that it's planned. And second is just what we do every day. For example, if you can take the bike to the groceries or to school instead of the bus, that's great. If you can go for a walk after you eat, for example, or maybe before you go to bed, stuff like that, I think that's more important. I think having an active lifestyle is much more important than exercise. However, if you can, on top of that, uh, can do some exercise that you enjoy, maybe some games, maybe some group activity, whatever sport you enjoy, uh, definitely, I think it makes a whole world difference. I especially like it. So for me, it's easy. And it's also hard when I don't have it. Uh, I know not everybody feels the same, but I would encourage people to find something that they actually like and enjoy and keep that up. I think long-term, definitely, there's a difference between being active and not being active. Mm -hmm. uh, did you ever have problems with studying? Yes, last year, uh, online classes, uh, COVID was pretty rough in that sense I, I really struggle to focus in class mm -hmm. yes that's pretty hard uh, I see and how did you actually solve this problem I, I think it, it got solved for me um, because we came back to presential classes but what I tried to do then was uh, actually, what I give as advice, I try to look at why am I not able to focus? What is exactly distracting me? For example, do I have my phone around? Mm -hmm. And is that what I'm doing in class? Or is it that I'm not turning on my camera so I get to feel free to do whatever in my room? My uh, maybe going to the kitchen too, too often. <laughs> uh, but actually, what helped me the most was to, which is not allowed, but I and I try to be stretching all the time. That seemed to help. Mm -hmm. uh, I see. Um, are you uncertain about your future? Certain? No, uncertain. Oh, yes, but that does not trouble me. I think actually the only certainty about the world is, is the chaos and the, uh, the movement of well, everything is constantly moving and changing and mm -hmm. I feel comfortable there, not always. Uh, but yes, I am uncertain, but it doesn't bother me. I, I believe that, and, and maybe it's just faith, but I, I believe things will be all right as long as I do what's required of me and, and it might not work out and uh, I'll be sad then, but as, as of now, it's okay to be uncertain for me. I think it's just part of life. Uh, do you see yourself as a very active person because you said that you work out, you encourage people to do sports? Are you an active person? 
Yes, for sure. I mean, I do. Uh, lucky for me also is because of the material conditions in Denmark. Uh, I don't think I would be able to do this in Mexico, for example. And in fact, I didn't. Um, the fact that we can, well, first there's the material conditions to bike around everywhere. That's great. Um, besides the weather, the weather in Denmark definitely doesn't help. <laughs> but being able to bike everywhere, that's really helpful. And I'm very conscious of, uh, for example, how many steps I take a day. I try to hit that mark all the time. Plus, I do enjoy exercise. I do enjoy doing a sport or just being outside running something to get me to sweat um well not necessarily sweat but get my heart rate up and all this uh so yes definitely consider myself active i i something that's very important for me and i miss it very much when i'm not for example sometimes traveling home or visiting friends in other places and missing my classes i do feel it and it hurts me so for sure uh do you like to read Yes, a lot, actually. It's, uh, it's something I'm trying to keep up more now. But uh, yes, for sure. Love it. Um, what are you reading now, for example? I'm reading a book from Robert Sapolsky. It's called Behave. It's, uh, the subtitle is The Biology of Humans at Our Worst and Best. Best and Our Worst. It's a great book. Uh, he has lectures on YouTube that I listened to a few years ago. Uh, from behavioral biology classes and I love them and since then I've been following him and his work for a long time uh, so I just started his book uh, yeah really good book really enjoying it and what's the best book that you've read and why the last book that I read I'm looking at it right now actually it was it's called uh, why we sleep from Matthew Walker and mm -hmm. I think most of what I read now has to do with I, I, I think lately I'm obsessed with the conditions uh, and this is going to sound um, weird, but the conditions that condition us, what are the factors that affect our, our lives? Um, for example, in, in the sense of uh, free will uh, versus determinism, for example, are we really free to choose and, and of the choices that we have, you know, I'm just complicating a bit more, I think, but I think sleep was one of the things that I, I wanted to learn more of, more about, and I had this book, I heard it, I've heard uh, Matthew Walker speak before, and I loved it, and so later I'm just trying to get everything I can get my hands on about what affects the what we do and how we do it, uh, so everything I can find, I'll, I'll read. Uh, I see. So you actually, uh, you are actually passionate about topics like uh, daily habits, like sleep, like activity, uh, nutrition. So how we eat, what are your, our eating habits? So this kind of things related to daily life, I mean. Sure. Yeah, I think just because it's part of uh, the this longevity about strategy, it's it's things that we have to do. Uh, well, of course, you can decide not to eat for, I think, as long as we can go without eating is for a month, but it's something that we have to do all the time. And I, I believe has a certain amount of anxiety about death in the sense that I am very conscious of, of how limited I feel with, with my time and with the things that I want to do. Uh, for example, I saw this, uh, there's this YouTube channel called Kuskus Act. Uh, I think it's translated to in a nutshell. And anyway, they had this statistic in one of these videos about how in the US, when students left their hometown for university around 18 to 20, 
they would go back to see their families x times x amount of times a year and in average people spent by the time they left for university 95 percent of their time they're ever going to spend with their parents already after they left and that's if they visit them twice a year i listened to this video last year's may and it's been almost two years that i don't go back to mexico for example to see my family so i started doing the math and i realized oh my god if i if i don't make this a priority if i don't actually try to go to mexico let's say twice a year just to follow the the video's logic i don't have that many times to see my parents anymore assuming they live until 80 or something that's assuming right uh, hopefully things go right and maybe they live longer and Mm-hmm. who knows if they'll be well by that time and it's not just them also my brothers for example i have a 11 year old brother mm-hmm. uh, that well, i'm not really seeing him grow up i'm gonna come back a few times a year and you know he's gonna be completely different at least these years i think are especially important for in you know in the growth of someone uh, of a person so i'm very conscious of that um yes i, I think yeah. I, i think i was much friend thought was talking about something else right <laughs> That's your question, sorry. Um, no, it's okay. Actually, <laughs> I think that a lot of expats have the same feelings because we, I don't know, because we can't see our families. We see that we can't experience important moments of their lives with them. Like you said, the growing up your brother or I don't know, your parents that are aging it's like you miss something from this world you are living in another world i think sure completely yeah that's um, exactly what it is and how do you feel uh, about living as an expat in denmark well first i don't think i have done my due diligence i think by now i should have i should have a much better level of danish for example So I don't want to complain too much in that sense because I I do feel like I I haven't been responsible in that sense to Danish society for example. Uh I with my group of friends at least there's a shared feeling of this wall of separation between the Danes and the internationals. Mm-hmm. I believe partly it's because of the language. Mm-hmm. And all the life here is good in many ways for example it's very stable it's very safe. It's uh, economically, I think it's as good as it can be. And mm. in general, people are friendly and helpful. But uh, at least for me, especially after living in New York and being able to visit New York City pretty often. And I think also living in Mexico, which I believe maybe it's a pathology, I miss some level of chaos. I miss some level of excitement. There was mm-hmm. this buzz in the air of being in a big city. And here it's just very calm, which I think for some people would be great it's it's very calm very soothing it's, it's just this stability that it's, it's so it's in the air and and i don't like it i wish i had a little more <laughs> more chaos around me uh, mm-hmm. but besides that i think it's great it's a uh, it's it's a great life and it's, it's very comfortable you can get very comfortable very easily Yeah, I think that uh, this sense of being uh, comfortable, like uh, this sense of uh, lacking the chaos of a city, uh, is actually a part of Danish culture because I feel that even people like to, I don't know, they don't like to go out of their comfort zone. They just uh, keep it there, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I think so. And, and it's weird to criticize it almost because, uh, at least for me, 
because it seems like it's such a nice thing it's like it's like this achievement of they finally achieved most people are safe you know you don't really see people outside and hungry and most people are comfortable economically they can also have vacation the work-life balance is great and everybody seems very friendly um everybody seems very comfortable very happy um, i mean even in the happiness rankings are usually high up right uh, and even though it's an achievement i still feel like that's not exactly what i need or what i want i feel like a little bit of the chaos is healthy too <laughs> and mm -hmm. i miss it yeah so uh i suppose that you feel um i don't know how to say i suppose that you feel that you came actually from a different world because you were used to chaos to people doing a lot of things and then you came in a country where they are just comfortable sure sure no it's completely different it's a different world that's for sure um do you want to add something to this conversation well, I think just thank you for the opportunity. I think this is great. I've seen what you're doing with the other episodes and I really like the format. Also, I want to commend you for being a great listener, yeah. especially uh, starting a podcast is something I wanted to do for a long time and I actually did start one at some point. And I found it really, really hard to not jump in all the time and give thoughts and et cetera and just talk over the other person. So mm -hmm. great job. It's, it's really cool what you're doing. I really like it. Uh, thank you very much. I also, I don't know, I also like to talk to people and to pick on the stuff that I find interesting because I, I actually think that a lot of students um, are kind of lost. They don't know exactly what to choose. They don't know which courses they are going to do. Um, for example, when I, when I started going to university, I didn't know a lot of things. And I really wanted to interact with other students, but I didn't get the chance to meet, I don't know, all the students to tell me and to ask them, okay, uh, what should I do, for example, if I am stressed about an exam, what, um, I don't know, what I'm reading, things like that. Just uh, like ex exchanging ideas with each other. With each other. Right. Um, okay, in, in the conclusion, I'd like to pick up on some interesting things that I learned from you. You talked about longevity. Uh, I actually never thought that people, I don't know, that people are very interested in longevity because I could say that I had no knowledge, no knowledge on longevity and this kind of things. Um, you said that this field of longevity uh, is a mix of many fields like nutrition, sociology, psychology, and you said that you are interested in, um, I don't know, in some sort of ways in preventing, in preventing illness, uh, because you said that you are kind of afraid of that. Mm. <laughs> so I, I find yes. this... Yeah, I, <laughs> this connection interesting i'm afraid of that and i'd like to, <laughs> to live more so i i think that you are someone that really enjoys living and you are scared of losing your life like losing this action losing like you said losing this excitement yeah um, you got it completely right <laughs> 
uh, you actually saw that uh, when you came in Denmark, you missed the the chaos in New York City and in Mexico. And this is, yeah, I see a connection between this uh, desire to live in chaos and desire to live more, I think. Um, you also thought about uh, the fact that you are interested in the factors that influence our lives. Like, it's not only about food, but it's also about sleep, for example, about activity. Um, and then when talking about activity, you talked about um, the fact that being active is important. Um, and being active is not only doing sports, but also games, works, and everything that keeps you entertained, I think. Um, what I also learned from you is that a university college is different from a normal university, like you are focused more on practical skills. I didn't know that. Um, I think that this kind of education, uh, yeah, I, I actually see a connection between um, the focus on practical skills and the fact that you are an active person. So I suppose that you choose this program because you like more active things, even at university, not only outside university. So you like to, I don't know, to, to talk to the other people in class, uh, things like that. True. Well, actually, I have a comment on that just real quick, if I can. I learned of the difference, uh, as I understand, and actually I cannot explain it very well because I don't fully understand it, but I understand there's university colleges, universities and colleges in Denmark, and they are all slightly different. Okay. University colleges are more like this, as I understand. I actually didn't know this. I liked the program and how it looked. I just didn't know what this was, this is how it was going to be like. Mm -hmm. So it turned out to be great, but that's not actually what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so it just happened to be a yeah. nice coincidence. <laughs> uh, I see. And another thing that I liked in particular is that you saw that uh, studying on, or I think that every activity that is related to daily habits, not only studying, like sleeping, eating and other things, um, they are actually a mix between the perception and the material conditions. So the more spiritual part and the more physical part. Uh, sure, I, I, I didn't think of the spiritual part, actually. Uh, I, I have a question for you. How would you define the spiritual part? Uh, uh, no, I just want to say that perception is more related to something mentally, not something physically. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, not actually the soul, but the mind. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so thank you for participating in my podcast, and I wish you good luck with everything that you want to do in your future. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for the opportunity. I really liked it. Also, good luck to you. This is great. I love what you're doing. Thank you. You listened to the student's voice. Thanks for listening and I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. Don't hesitate to follow me on social media in order to catch with the next episode. Bye!